you know, they're they're pretty much in the same line. Well, what his comment was, if we do these three things, then we take care of the rest of the things like reduce emergencies, control maintenance budget, yep. obtain single source responsibility, optimize productivity, conserve energy, optimize comfort conditions. If we do these three, he said, we take care of the rest. And that's why he, yes. picked, that's why he picked those. Yep. And, and that's, you, you'll get that a lot because it's obviously very true. Nice. Well, it shows he was reading it. <laughs> shows he yeah, was, he was engaged. Right? Yeah, he, he was engaged. That's right. So after I go over this, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but this is what I like to use to show. Uh, we have three different programs that we'll be talking about at some point. And I can change the order of these. Um, I'm kind of a... Uh, not intimidated. That's not the right word. But I know I know you have your way of doing things, and so if you have a better way, feel free to share it. But this is what I showed him on Friday. So, um, you know, he's got. I share with him how our our best program is what we call our full coverage program. I try not to use the the terms GPM and C two C C three. I feel like that most people don't know what that means. Um, so I just yeah. I just kind of walk through in our full coverage program. It includes the quarterly test and inspect. Uh, we do all the preventative maintenance. We clean the coils and uh, laser align the belts. All of the the component parts and full you know supplies, trouble calls and repairs. All that's covered in the full coverage program. Uh, we make sure that your, your systems don't go down with this pro- with this program. The better program, we still come back quarterly and do all of the testing and inspecting. Uh, we do all the preventative maintenance like we would if we were had a full coverage agreement. It's just that when we need to make a repair or have a service call, then the, the uh, you guys would we would either you know normally quote it and then you guys would approve that as far as the service calls and uh, repair and maintenance. Under the good program, we would uh, test and inspect the equipment. And, and this is a really ideal for brand new pieces of equipment where yeah. it you know you don't need to do much within the first year or so. And uh, I, I mentioned it just to show it. And, and then, so what I did on Friday was I then after I made sure he understood the three programs and we kind of talked through some of these, he was he had never seen a full coverage program before. Um, I then gave him what we call our um, one-page proposal to get the price out of the way. Can you see this, or do I need to unshare? So I'm, I'm still on the uh, the, the yeah. puzzles. Right. Oh, hold on one second. I thought that was going to happen. You, I have to reshare here. So. I slid across the table this because he was really hung up on the price. And and this is what I, I call my one page proposal. It gives a little history about what we've done, but more importantly, we talk about these three programs, the good, better, and best. Um, and I was able to talk through all of the equipment. This is a good piece because it shows the scope. So it shows I'm very clear on what, what we're going to be covering or not covering. And we we went through this, and I was able to say, okay, well, I've got photos from the assessment that I'd like to show you, and I've got the numbers that you shared with me that I'm going to lay all this out and and share all that with you. Is that okay? And, and he said, yeah, sure. So then we went back to the PowerPoint and uh, kept going. Okay. Do you have any thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, go back to your PowerPoint, if you would. Sure. And, and, I, and I don't, I don't want to this to come across in the wrong way because obviously you put a, a ton of time into you know these different options, but I, I would just incur, I would caution you on jumping to a conclusion before we've even had the discussion. Right, and I haven't jumped. 
to conclusions yet? So the, the way I look at it is when we're in a verification meeting, we're doing just that. We are still verifying their objectives. We're verifying their equipment. We're verifying the condition of the equipment. We're verifying the cost in which they provided along with other costs we've come up with. And very lastly, we're then providing a recommendation. So I, I would not encourage you to start off with our options and our recommendations before we've completed the verification of their stuff. Okay, because ultimately is it's what we've done thus far. We've consulted, right? We've come in, we've been a consultant, we've qualified them, we've talked to them, we've identified, you know, some things that they may be having issues with, challenges with. We've identified, you know, their processes and, and things like that. We've done an evaluation of their building. Um, we're still very much in the consultive mindset. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what we're doing is we're, we are presenting our findings, if you will. And that's still very much on the side of the table as a consultant. Um, once we have verified that and gotten buy-in, then we can transition. It's the, the whole lead to, not with. This whole time we're leading them to a GPM. And so based on those discussions, based on that financial analysis, you know, from what I found and what I've identified, what I've discovered, in order to truly achieve your three operating objectives, which, you know, we've gotten buy-in from the word go of, hey, if we can help you, I, you know, solve these operating objectives, is that something you'd be looking to move forward on? And then we can tie all these things and say, these are the things that are truly are what's going to drive us achieving these objectives. And here's my recommendation. And that recommendation is, and you can use your pie chart or, or whatnot of, of, you know, the, what we find that there's a lot of different options of quote PM agreements. Well, what based on these findings, my recommendation is this program. And this is what it's going to do for you. And this is what the financial investment is on that. And here's how it's going to save you money. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? And then let them, at that point, the ball's in their court, right? Uh, you know what? I can see how this is going to help us. Or, man, you know what? We just can't, we just can't make that sort of financial investment right now because that's just not in our budget. Then you have something to fall back on. Okay, well, let me show you some other options that are available or some other recommendations I have given those budgetary constraints or, or whatnot. Okay. I can move that slide or take it out or, um, I just, uh, don't know. I'm still new here, so I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's good. And let me tell you, it's, it's great stuff. I, I just, I still, I still want to be on the consultative side of, you know, hey, we've agreed to go through this action plan together, and my obligation and commitment to you was to help identify if we could help you achieve these objectives. Do you agree with that? Yes. No. Whatever. Um, and in doing that, here, here are findings. You know, here, and and what I would do is I would tie those pictures to how. This picture is going to affect that unit going down. Mm -hmm. How this airflow is going to affect the students' air quality in the gymnasium, in the cafeteria, in the school, you know, the classroom or whatever, and tying those pictures into those objectives. And that's when they're going to say, okay, I can see if you can come in here and address and fix that. 
I can see how that's going to fix my air quality problem. Well, I can see I've got all these potential things that can cause my systems to fail, which is going to affect my reliability or affect the downtime of my equipment. You kind of want them to come to that conclusion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got... um... So I'll clean this up and get rid of those three things. Um, what would you jump into next then? Uh, w- would you just jump into? So what I would do is, is, is so following the agenda, one, we're, we're, well, and again, if you look at the action, the, the true system analysis agenda, so we're clarifying objectives, going through the, in this case, the physical assessment, um, I don't see anywhere in here as far as equipment list goes, but I mean, I know you had it kind of listed out, but somewhere in there, I would have the equipment list. So um, talk, talk to me about that. How do you, you know, if I, it's 93 pieces of equipment. So, so how do you do so it? So you've got options. You can either based on, I mean, obviously that's a lot of stuff. So you can either condense it into like what you did on that um, price, you got 64 of these, 30 of those, 13 of those. If it's not that many, I always print off the equipment list. I always go into price builder, generate my equipment list, photo list, and I print that off and I walk through with them because I want them to physically see how much stuff they have. It's telling when you've got somebody in an administrative office that's really never been on the roof, it's like, holy shit, I've got a lot of stuff. Right. You're like, yes, you do, you know, because then it kind of puts, starts putting things into perspective. So yeah. if you've got 96 pieces of equipment, again, if you want to print it off, now I will caution you that if you've got a maintenance guy in that office, in that meeting, don't let him have your equipment list. Because especially in this case, if you already know they're getting two other quotes, one other quotes, all of a sudden, you just have provided his job of making his job a lot easier to get a competitive quote. He's going to take a list and say, here, Mr. Competitor, can right. you give me a quote on maintaining this equipment? Well, he's already got those two quotes from Train. Train presented three weeks ago to this whole group we're going to pre- present to. Okay. Um, and he's got Tracer SC Train software. So he's got, you know, he's got everything on the control. He's got all of his equipment lists and controls. I'm not too worried about that at this point, but I do like the idea of because I struggle with where to put that, and that was one of the reasons why I had that one-page proposal is because it did provide numbers on how many pieces of equipment we were talking about um, without giving you know model numbers, serial numbers, and and all the above. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Just as a right there. Just yep. Yeah. Also, um, whenever Matt went to sales training, um, Corey from Vulcan, the GM, he he led with this, and so that's kind of shaped Matt. So it's good just to have another um, very 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 seasoned successful rep. Um, I'm, I'm so excited that you're you're collaborating with him because he's been doing great stuff. Just your your little tweaks um, here and there would be good. But it, it's so um, anyway. He's he's used it. So Matt has used this and it, and it has worked. But yeah, again, no, absolutely. This I mean, is a it's, huge it's, it's opportunity. Great stuff, and it, it's a lot yeah. of work. Yes, but you just little I mean? little tweaks and just the whole um, your perspective. And um, you know, I've been listening and. Um, all of this is just minor, minor little um, move, move arounds and reworks from Matt. Don't you agree, Matt? Yeah, and I, and and I, I'm wide open to suggestions. So this and Matt's Matt, and just so, just again, Matt, um, Kent, you, you, the, with Corey and that crew, they're they're selling a lot of GLPs, and and we're and Kent's got tried and true with the gpm so this is good great stuff and kent thank you again and i'm going to be quiet i'm turn my mute myself again 
I do like how I can talk and catch everybody up to speed on the history of if we showed up here and did our initial concept meeting and then we came out and did a survey on the 29th and then the last Friday Bob and I met about the um, like a pre-verification meeting the recommendation doesn't really dive into anything other than you guys really need a professional uh, PM program it doesn't say full coverage I don't think it it, it so I hear what you're saying about making recommendations. I don't want it to, it wasn't intended to come across like I'm leaning toward the best program. I was here just kind of showing them the prices and how they vary so that, um, and I've done a lot of studying, not studying, that shouldn't be the right word. I, I've done a lot of thinking about sharing the price in the beginning or waiting an hour and sharing the price at the end. And I struggle with it at the end um, I, I like to kind of get it out up front and I don't know, it worked really well on Friday with Bob, um, but I'm happy to, since you're going to be joining with me with it, you know, what are your thoughts on all this? So, uh, so what you just shared it as far as like the, the intro, whatnot, that's your action plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we met on the 11th, we've done this, we've done that. That's your action plan. So what I do, I share my action plan. And when you look at the system analysis, you know, the the uh, agenda, you know, the first thing is we're going to review the action plan. So I, you're very much following the steps of the system analysis. You, you're just going around a different way of, of presenting it, which, you know, you, you need to find a way that, that best presents, you know, for, for you. To me, it's a lot of extra work. You know, it's... I've got the action plan. I'm going to bring it out. And I'm going to show them. So I, we've met on this date. We've completed the assessment. Um, we're right here at the verification meeting. And the next step after this, if we so choose to move forward, is to finalize a, a solution meeting. You know, so you've got that. Um, and then you're going through the, you know, the body. And, and again, just looking at the uh, the agenda, it's, reviewing the action plan, it's reviewing the operating objectives, it's reviewing the equipment list, it's reviewing the survey pictures, and then it's diving into the owning and operating costs. Like that's the agenda on the straight up out of the system analysis. So I'm taking it all in. Um, but but again, a lot of that is following in line with what what you put together here. Um, so like, how do you do photos when you when you're in the Excel system analysis tool? How are you sharing photos and things? I have them saved on my on my computer. Okay. Under under a file, and I'll have that file open. Then I can open it, and then I can scroll through them, and I talk to the pictures. Um, right. I, I don't have like my descriptors and things like that on here. I, I physically will show the pictures just like we, when we, I did that whole training on that Friday at the, uh, yep. we all have pictures like that on my computer. I'll open it up and I'll talk to them. Okay. Well, and if I could just interject a second, I think that, um, Matt, don't get too much in the mechanics because, um, as long as your content is the same, and your flow is the same, um, you're fine. It's perfectly fine that you have them in a PowerPoint versus an Excel spreadsheet or the old um, systems analysis software. It doesn't matter because the new version that's coming out from Fawn is a PowerPoint. So it's perfectly fine. So don't let your medium, your presentation medium, get you hung up. Okay. Um, What I'd like for you to do is, you know, the – from the rhythm that Kent's used to, that everybody else, that you know, that we're all, that you're doing, is you're setting forth the agenda, and your agenda really is exactly what you said. Maybe what we're doing, um, the the agenda overview. Maybe you modify that. The clarify objectives. Um, that you know, this is really kind of when you're reviewing the action plan. So let's go through and kind of you can revise that to talk about 
um, the uh, you know make those bullets more along in line with the um, what what says on the action plan. But that's exactly what that is. Gotcha. Um, and then when you go through the objectives, you know you've got Kent. What what Matt is great at is documenting everything. Um, but the yeah. documenting everything, we need to make sure that we have it segregated into, you know, everything that was said versus business objectives. And the business objectives, um, if you go back to the um, Matt uh, one slide down, you clarify objective slide, you know, on that one, we've got right there, maximize student and staff experience, the top two. And then even number three, those, um, okay, I'm sorry, you didn't put all the rest of them in there. I, well, we, we, we already went through and, and Okay, modified. good, 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 good. All right. So these were the three, that, Christy, um, these were the three that he pointed out on the, okay. uh, that re reduce operating Perfect. problems, extend life. Perfect. Perfect. And so I'll Kent, clean it up a little bit, but. Okay. And so, um, really, after this, Kent, isn't this whenever you go into showing the pictures and talking about the state of the equipment? Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. So next, you know, take some bullet notes, Matt. Next thing, let's go into the equipment stuff. Then you can um, finalize, you know, uh, finish off with building scorecard and yeah. then um, talk about um, um, recommendations. Isn't that right? That's yeah. right. And, and I, agree, I agree with that, Christy. I, I would move the building scorecard after mm -hmm. the pictures mm -hmm. because the pictures tell the story why their scorecard is so piss poor. Yeah. You know, it's like, here's reality and here's what it's costed. Yep. Okay. And then Kent, um, I'm going to be quiet. Um, Matt, kind of take Kent through your pictures and stuff. And then Kent, give it, give him some coaching on that. Okay. And he, what is slide six and seven? So I, I shared with him a 30,000 foot level of when we went around and got serial numbers and model numbers and opened up, look at filters. These were major issues that I just put them all at the top so that we can run through them and kind of like a holy cow, you've got a lot of issues. And the photos were, were, were sharing, you know, explaining, um, he didn't know he had all these issues. He, he knew he had some, but he didn't know he had all these issues. Yeah, that's, that's just very, very thorough, very in-depth. And it's maybe too much because I, well, I, 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 I started reading them and it was great. Uh, but then when I got to like halfway across down this page, I just kind of jumped to some major ones like, you know, these valiant, units were not working and they, those were major issues um but anyway I, I, i'll move on along so another great thing is i scheduled my assessment a week after walker white was there to do their pm or to do their or their competitor to do their pm okay so yeah. they're the incumbent correct okay thank you for clarification and and this is just kind of starting out you know, normally we, when we're in there, we take a paintbrush and and uh, make sure all of the cobwebs are out of the electricals. Uh, this unit was making a loud noise, RTU-3. The, That's a bell issue. The coil, uh, the, the coil right behind the filter was filthy, uh, filthy, and it was really hard to actually take these washable filters off I don't think those are getting changed. You can see there's lots of stuff in the washable filters. Some white growth on the bottom of this unit. The, the coils were pretty nasty. Uh, all the, the belts need to be aligned better. This is a washable filter that uh, not cleaned. So we looked that, that that go back. That's actually a that's actually an ERV. So that's an Entelby wheel. Right. Here? You, you, you talking about or here? Uh, wherever that video was. The closet. 
it right there. Right. So, so that essentially is an enthalpy wheel. They've got those in all of the rooftop units, which are 11 of them, plus they have them in several of the heat pump units. Okay, and those have a big band belt that goes around the whole thing. Now, are you, do you know how these operate and what the purpose of them are? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, from a workmanship issue, they had panels that were off. So this panel was on the ground, and you can see the moisture on it. We noticed it all the way across the roof that that's was letting moisture into the electrical panel, and 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 he re remembers that being down, and he just assumed that when they finished their PM that that they put that back up, but they didn't. So he he was aware of that from a workmanship issue. This is coming apart. Well, that was down before their PM and after their PM, huh? Right. Uh, um. A technician noticed little things like this need to be secured up there. Standing water in the bottom of the electrical. This is RTU um, number two. Got substantial water in the bottom and it's been there for a while. You can see it's rusted, colored. Moisture on the electricals. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. And again, uh, coils that are nasty. The drain, the condensate drains are not being cleaned out. <clears throat> A lot of them were touching the roof like that. Yeah, especially the great thing is they were just there. I know, I know. That's the that's makes it beautiful. I mean, electricals with a bunch of sawdust or something on top of them. You, you could tell how loose this was. Uh, this has got the top that's really vibrating a lot. The only way I could show it was with a little video. Uh, electricals with so, a lot of cobwebs and things. So one, one thing I would encourage you to do is we can obviously point out the obvious of, hey, here's electrical with a bunch of cobwebs. Here's a belt that's loose. You need to explain it in a, in a manner of which it's tying to their objectives. Yep. If it's downtime. So a loose belt can easily cause the unit to fail based on cutting back on the airflows. A loose belt can easily cause hot and cold spots because you're not distributing the air properly in the school. Gotcha. Uh, dirty coils can increase, decrease the efficiencies of the, your equipment, meaning it's going to increase the consumption. The extended equipment life, when, when units are having to run harder to cool based on the condition of these coils, your units are going to last less. So that way, the pictures are telling the story, not stating the obvious condition. I see. Yeah, that's, I could do a little bit better job of that. It, it does get to a point, though, where, like, you know, how many times do they need to see, you know, slipping belts, right? <laughs> yeah, and it, and it sounds like the guy you've been talking to coached you up a little bit of saying, you know, don't spend so much time on the pictures because he's telling you that you're probably going to lose their attention. But he did say just run through them really quick so that they can see the, you know, like I found screws up on the roof and they have a TPO roof and he he's already complained about cigarette butts and, and screws being left up there. Uh, well, and one thing, um, Matt, too, and again, can't coach us on this. Because um, I promise you, nobody's going to have the level of detail that my man Matt has. It's awesome. Um, but um, uh, how how do you recommend? Um, you know, we want to. What would you recommend he do? Would you group them, or we just just you know pick the five most compelling um, stories that tie to? Um, uh, you know, the environment and his objectives and then just kind of um, put the rest of them in groups. Here's more belts. Here's more this. Here's more that. Or would you just fly through every slide or would just just say, hey, no, I would. There's I more. would fly through every slide. I would probably say, OK, where are my best pictures that address airflow? What are my best pictures that address dirty coils? Where are my where are the pictures that best address neglect and you can you can say I've, I've got 
50 pictures if you want to see them all, but all your equipment is pretty much consistent in the condition. And if they say, yeah, show me more, okay, I've got them here. But they say, you know what, I, I get it. But the, but I think um, the thing that a lot of times we fail to do is we forget to connect the dots for them of when you have a, cool, a filter that's in this condition, it's restricting the amount of air that can flow through it, thus affecting the operation of your equipment. Right. Clearly, they're going to say, oh, you just washed the filter. Yes, that's the solution, but a filter operating this condition is causing that system to potentially go down. It's costing you money because that unit's having to work that much harder to pull the air through that dirty filter, which is wearing out the motors. Yep. Which is decreasing the, the unit's ability to cool properly. That's where they're not really able to connect the dots because of their limited knowledge. Right. I, I could do a little bit better job of that. If these were acting up. So that's actually a digital scroll compressor. Believe it or not, that's pretty typical. They're always cycling on and off, on and off, on and off. It was just screaming. Yeah, and that's and that's a digital scroll. They're they sound like they're ready to die, but that's just how they are. So I'm told. Okay. Yeah, because I've gotten videos of like that, and there I'm like, oh, their compressors are short cycling, and they're sounding, you know, whatever. And I've played that, and they're like, well, you know, it's a digital scroll, right? And I'm like. Yeah, but listen to it. Like, it does that. So, anyway. I got you. Well, so once I do the photos, then I, I, I normally, I was going to go to this slide. So this is something I created just to talk about the three different programs to share with them the different options. Not necessarily give a, a recommendation, but to talk about how the pricing looks for the three different options. And then this at this slide is when I, I dive into and how does that relate to the financials that you share with me? And, and I, I reference back how we talked about this in our initial concept meeting. And this is when I would walk through this, but transition over to the system analysis uh, tool. I did. I, and and I, I think what I would, you know, we went after the pictures. I would then let us let that transition us into the building scorecard. Okay. Because that's truly starting to introduce the cost. And I think it's a great segue that also shows them based on the condition of the equipment, as you can see, your building right now is performing at a 49 or essentially. Now, I don't understand this. It's zero zero dollars per square foot more than the median so does that mean we're that might be a typo Our uh, building scorecard of 49 is below average versus your peers it is well below the minimum rating of 75 that is required for energy star so realistically, I mean, this is this is not a horribly operating building, and and that's what we talked about. That's uh, it was kind of a way of helping him save face, you know. Like, well, also you got to understand, he was paying two years ago. He was paying a train contracts for controls, and he was he mentioned he threw the number out there on Friday twenty thousand dollars a year for train to help him with his controls. And I asked him what he gets for that. And he said three times a year, train comes out and shares with him a stack of um, analytics showing him where he could save money on on energy spend and, and waste in the units. And I said, well, I don't, basically he had train doing the controls contract and then he had um uh let me stop sharing this 
And then he had Walker White, which is coming out and not even doing anything with the controls, just simply cleaning things or supposed to be cleaning things. Uh, so there was this disconnect between the train, like anybody doing anything with software, making sure that what it says it's, do, it's doing is actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I told him that, you know, with our agreement, that we'd be able to take that laptop out there and, and make sure that if it says it's not working correctly, that it it's yeah. why it's doing that. But. And I would tie in that, you know, I, I think that building scorecard is a direct reflection of the initial investment they made in that equipment. There you go. Because that stuff has got digital scroll compressors. It's got, you know, Simco ERV wheels. It's got yeah. components that are designed to save energy. VAV boxes. Yeah. Eight years old, right? So. Yep. That building, based on that equipment, should very much be in the green. But what they're seeing is of eight years of maintenance is becoming deferred, they're leaning more towards the the, the red. Right. I, I, I love um, that. That's a good point. So what, what, what we've got to do is what really what they need is truly a predictive maintenance to get all that equipment running back in its peak efficiency like it was originally designed to, to perform. I love that. Yeah, that's a great point. But things like that water, things like the, the dirty coils, things like those loose belts, that's only going to continue the, the rise in your energy cost, and it's only going to shorten life of the equipment. So really, I see this discussion happening really of this is a true investment of protecting a much greater investment that's already been purchased. And that's in high efficiency equipment. That's a great point, Kent. All right. So help us with the transition. Help me out with the transition to um, the systems analysis, because we've got the storytelling and Matt, you're you're. You can connect the dots um, of, um, or before we leave this part, before we leave this part, do y'all want to agree on the five most compelling um, picture scenarios and then um, let Kent help you with the, okay, and that's going to cause X, Y, Z. Because what I heard was, um, you know, the, I love the ERVs and the digital scroll compressors and high-end equipment and maintenance that's going to help them get at or at or better um life expectancy um and then um you know obviously airflow you mentioned another one airflow um um, loose belts you're going to lose equipment and and obviously downtime and by the way i'm sure matt's already told you but they've got like five buildings that haven't had air for um months and then now they're they have some well, they've got a bunch of units that are down but five, also when five the rooms. unit is not working or not on it doesn't consume energy yeah that's kind of dirty yeah uh, five rooms christy not five buildings okay rooms yeah, yeah. but yeah you're right like he's got the erv sections of a lot of equipment not on because he said i didn't think it was very important um and it's not essential right now. Well, he said that he hadn't had them repaired. There's something wrong with them. Right. And he hasn't spent the money to have them repaired. So he's not a lot of bird costs. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's that's those are some little nuggets that will help the the storytelling and and, and you know with the G program, he doesn't have to decide what he spends money on or he doesn't spend money on. Well, what it, yeah, what it, what it'll do is. I mean, obviously, whatever that deferred is is going to have to be addressed, right? I mean, we've got to get that stuff up and running. But then moving forward, it's no longer, you know, on him to continue to pay those bills to keep it running. It's a matter of it's part of our program. And then I think that definitely is part of the discussion is it sounds like right now that you've, you know, you've deferred a lot of your costs which ultimately is is costing you more money in the long run because what you just said they're shutting stuff off right 
Yep. Well, is what they're shutting off intended to actually save them money? Or is it actually intended to help the environment? Uh, they're shutting him off because he doesn't feel like going and get, you know, and asking for $7,000 or, you know, $5,000 to fix this or that. Like he's, he has to go back and get all these individual quotes, I think is his main. Okay. And that's a good thing to, to, to be able to share is when you look at the, the, the solution moving forward is with this kind of program, it prevents you from having to go out and ask for additional funds to, go through your procurement process and get multiple bids and the amount of administration costs. You know, when you go talk about the, the administration costs and your system analysis, you got to put that in there. You know, you, you've opted not to make repairs because you didn't have the time to invest in really going through your internal procurement process. So what that's going to do, that'll prevent that. So for the sake of time, would you rather Kent look at the system analysis and talk about that, or would you like to help me delete photos or a little of both, or what no, you think? I, I think you can go through the pictures and determine which ones kind of better tell your story, right? Based on their, I just encourage you to tie it back to your objectives and some of the things that you heard. Yep. Um, and then you've got the consolidated price on the system analysis. I think what I would suggest because again. He said we need to have this thing condensed. The more we can get, the quicker we can get through the, the 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 verification part, if you will, and start diving, you know, start talking about the numbers. I think by just having that page, you have a, a hey, here's really what we put together is really your costs are boom, 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 boom. Okay, that's where you're at. Now, our recommendation is going with, and you can then put up the pie chart or whatever, or the, uh, the pies is, you know, really, uh, uh, an agreement that's truly going to include boom, boom, boom. And then we can talk to it towards these costs of with that, it's going to reduce your core replacement costs. It's going to reduce your energy costs. It's going to eliminate your contract services. It's going to eliminate your parts materials, eliminate your in-house staff. Um, Eliminate your major repairs. And when we talk about administration, you know, it's really going to eliminate the need for you to go out and get multiple vendors, get multiple costs, go up on the roof multiple times to look at the same unit. It's truly going to prevent that. And the investment for this type of a program is right at, what is it, 6000 7000 a month? Yes. Um, sixty-seven hundred a month. of in that that meeting we had on that friday yeah now you have all this air going in one side of the filter and it's no longer self-cleaning it's a big filter it's becoming a big filter that's going to have to be replaced wow well that results in additional deferred costs but i feel like it's important to just show their number first and then we could always add to it if they start to add up, you know, uh, the 12.5 plus 22, uh, what's that? 30, 34.5, yep. So 34.5 is still a long way from 81, but. They are, they are grossly underserved though. Right. And the, um, and, and Kent, we did, I mean, Bob is the one that's, that started 
at the very beginning of the meeting last week, whenever um, Matt was kind of going through stuff um, about the whole um, student experience, and it doesn't, and you know that these parents are paying a lot of money to send their kids and to this school, and um, you know, in the end, he said, you know, they care more about technology than they do the environment, but still, that school doesn't want. Um, rooms that are too hot or too cold or without air or, or without heat. And um, the impact is what if you were to use, lose a student or two or a teacher or three? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and ultimately, you know, you look at, you know, what their initial investment has been in that equipment that, um, you know, it, it, it's evident that, you know, what they're pretty much spending right now on contract services of twelve five is maybe a filter change. Right. Maybe one a year. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean you, and you can pull up, you know, based on what your material cost is and price builder of how much their filters are on an annualized basis. So can we talk about that for just a second? Because I was going to ask Mike, but he he wasn't here. Um, I, I know he left. So open me, up your uh, price bill. That's what I was hoping to do. Because I was, I found a number that I was hoping was that number. Uh, right here, I went to spend plan, and I went to C, like CPM two. No. And I found forty seven hundred dollars was for back out. materials. Never use that. Scroll down. Wait, hold on. Uh, um, hold on. That's sales plan. Um, maybe go to reports. Um, do the agreement output. Scroll down. Okay, so right. Scroll down. So right here, when you have the filter material, that price of seventy-seven oh three, that essentially would be the cost that they bought just the filters. So, is this saying the forty-two hundred is what we would pay for it, and the price is that? That is exactly. You're right. That is our cost. That is their price. They don't buy it at cost. Right. Okay. So, and then we have easily show them and, and print off your filter list. Say, so listen, that these filters, you know, we buy all buy the filters the same the same place. Okay, you've got seventy seven hundred dollars worth of just filter costs. So, and then you look and then you start breaking down the travel expenses. You know, how many miles, whatnot, and what are what the mileage cost is per mile. Take that out of it and find out how much you have left. Take whatever is left, divide it by the number of pieces of equipment, divide it by four. It'll tell you, it'll tell you how much they have in labor. Right. So bear with me one second. So let's take this one step at a time. So one thing I don't have is the filter calls for these um, 34 VAV boxes. So would you think 34 VAV boxes with little 12 by, I mean, 16 by 20 filters, would, would that be an additional Five hundred dollars? No, not not even because we just replace those once a year, right? And those fillers themselves are probably only a couple bucks. So they're just a one-inch filter, right? Yes. Yeah, they're they're minimal. What what sucks with those is the labor to change them. Right, but we do have substantial money in there for the VAV boxes. Um, in, in fact, we added. Eight thousand dollars to our G for the VAVs and five thousand to our C, two for um, the the thirty four VAV boxes, pricing them separately like that. Okay, you're just doing them once a year, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to put an extra what three hundred dollars. Sure. For thirty four. That's. 
that would so roughly eight thousand bucks. Right at eight thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. So check out this tool that I just got from Fawn, um, like at my little meeting today. Yeah, it's breaking up, breaking out a, a maintenance on a C two agreement. No. Um, one second right here <clears throat> so if, yep. if we put in there this is something that she had created which I'd never seen before if we put our $83,000 G and the filter cost is $8,000 then, then that means that and, and this is doing it for us you know we're getting an hour well, 96 minutes per piece of equipment. Um, if we do it for their their current plan at 12500 they're spending five minutes a visit per piece of equipment. You know, six minutes yeah. if you round up. <laughs> um, so th that helps. Yeah, it just puts it into perspective of, of there's a reason why your equipment's in the condition it's in. Because there's no time in your current agreement to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, clearly not your time there to put panels back in that are on the roof. Yeah, and real quick, um, Kent, and not to get in the weeds with it, um, but we set out at the very beginning of the meeting with Bob last time um, because um, Matt knew that he had been talking with, with Train. And so we pretty much have set out that, hey, everybody's got a lane. Um, and Walker White's lane is their mechanical contractor that does a little service on the side. And Train is an equipment manufacturer and our um, equipment seller with a service department on the side. And I, and, and he agreed with that. Solutions yeah. is a service company first with add value resources to really help optimize. And so we just took a little bit of time to make sure that we were educating um, him on, you know, why we are different and there's not anybody else in the same lane that we're in. Yeah, and we can even, at the end of that, we even say, you know, the reason why we're talking about this recommendation because it's truly the backbone of our organization of what it is we do. We're not a manufacturer's rep. We're not there trying to sell you new equipment because really when you look at it, for somebody who's trying to sell you new equipment, where is their incentive to get as much life out of your equipment as, as you can? They're wanting your stuff to be in this condition because they know they're going to sell you new equipment. Is that what you want? So if you want that, then by all means, you need to go that way. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, oh, my God, we don't have, we can't replace all this stuff. It's only eight years, you know what I mean? So you just got to let them know that there's different directions that they can go. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't mean to cut off, but I've got. Garson called, Chubb called, and Matt called. Yep. So I got to get back to them before I try to get out of here. I know. got to be in Columbia tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Appreciate your help so much. Yep. All right. So, so Matt, you. just so you know, 